This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Charlie Sheen reteaming with two and a half men creator Chuck Lorre 12 years after a fierce public feud. There's a lot of that going on. You got uh, what's his name now with uh, Taylor Sheridan and, uh, and uh, damn it. Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they're got a feud going on now. Both supremely talented. So you hate to like this, Charlie Sheen, whether you like him or not, uh, you know, pretty damn good. Did somebody just come in the door? I don't know, but I got an email um, from Mike Bilski that says, fix Tom's brain. Good luck. Bilski just sent you a text that said, fix Tom's brain. Is that he wrote, he did it on the app. He sent, he sent the show a message. Unbelievable. I talked to Bilski this morning at like six, six o'clock, something like that. He's an amazing... God, I don't want to say nice things about Bilski because he'll hear it. I know. But isn't he a wonderful guy? I love being around him. Do you know Bilski yet? Have not, I think I met him one time in the uh, lobby here, but I haven't had a chance to, to formally meet him. The best. Yeah, he's great. I've never liked him, but he's the best. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I, I like hanging out with him. He's, uh, he says what he means, and he's just... Yeah, yep, he's just—he's yeah. good to be a good okay. guy. I have to whisper this part because I know he's listening. So when you do meet him, Rudy, mm-hmm. you gotta go. Uh, let's see how. What could we have him doing? Oh, Bill-ski. you gotta go like this. Guy. You gotta go, Billski. Mm-hmm. That's, how you <laughs> That's his catchphrase. He doesn't even know. <laughs> yep. He called me once when I first started doing that. And he goes, "I just love that when you sound disgusted to bring up my name, Billski." It sounds exactly like on Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Hello, Billski. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's, who, he's Nor- hello. Uh, hello, Newman. Newman. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Hello, Newman. <laughs> he gets his face all scrunched <laughs> up. That was a great character, by the way, Newman. Oh, it was Seinfeld is so Phenomenal. funny. It is very, very funny. There's no getting around it. So yeah, Charlie Sheen and Chuck Lorre are reportedly reuniting on a new project more than 10 years after the star was fired by the showrunner, Two and a Half Men. According to a Deadline report, the 57-year-old actor is set to make a return to television on Lorre's first comedy series for Max called, it used to be uh, HBO Max, by the way, but they got rid of home box office because it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, but I like H- I like. I wish they would have kept HBO and dropped the Max because really? I like I like the word I don't know HBO I just associate it with back in the day you'd go God if somebody had HBO oh. HBO it sounds so much higher end than Max mm-hmm. yeah doesn't Max sound like the like a debt collector for the mafia yeah or like porn yeah or skin, porn yeah. S- Skinamax yeah 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 Cinemax was always Skinamax and yeah you're right it feels seedy yeah so they went with uh, they went with that instead of. HBO. Because you think of the Sopranos, you think of Sex in the City. It was like, oh, if somebody had HBO and you could go over to their house and yeah. watch it, it was like high end. But. So that originally HBO came hit when in like 1976, something like that. It's got to be somewhere in there because I remember yeah. it really took off in like the mid 80s. Yeah, yeah. I had it in I think I think it was 1977 when I lived over. By the Lincoln Dell over there, Minnetonka Boulevard. Did you love The Sopranos? The Sopranos? Loved The Sopranos. I could see you loving The Sopranos. It's yeah. such a good show. It's I've, great. I got to go back and watch all of it. I think I've only seen like two seasons, but I, I should probably finish that one. You know, my favorite part is when the not-so-smart mafia guys would say things and they would be hilarious yeah. because they didn't know what the hell they were talking right? about. It was very, very funny. Did you watch the show, Rudy? Loved The Sopranos. I the only thing too. I hated was the, the last episode. 
when they just all of a sudden. Yeah. And that stupid Journey Don't Stop Believing song. It right. Just, it got kicked right. back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, 1972. 72? Didn't think it was that old. Wow. I didn't either because I was one of the first people to ever have HBO, but I was only 20 years old then. So, yeah, boy, crazy. That's weird. 72, they were like the front runners because then Showtime came in in 1976. And right after that, the, the aforementioned Cinemax came out August 1st, 1980. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Was the Sopran, I'm. I'm was The Sopranos one of those shows that everyone was watching? Because I was too young. Yes. Oh, and like yeah. every week you would t- go and talk about it like to the people who would watch it. Because like we don't have that much anymore because you watch things at different timelines. That's so cool that like everyone was watching it and you would like have to watch it live. Got a great little quick Soprano story for you. I'd love it. Uh, Louie and Francine Nanny came over to our house for dinner one night. And this four of us kind of hanging out and all the rest of it. And it just happened to be The Sopranos were on, right? And Louis, of course, loves The Sopranos. I love The Sopranos. So Francine and Louis and I are sitting there watching The Sopranos. And it was one of those episodes where they drop about 9,000 F-bombs and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. Yeah. And Catherine's making dinner the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was one of those deals where she could look over a bar and see the TV. You know, those bars that go around kitchens sometimes? Yeah. She's looking over the bar, watching TV, and, and we're watching this thing. And Catherine looks at me like, oh, my God, the, the language on this show is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Catherine all of a sudden goes, uh, as soon as the show is over, you MFers and CSers, dinner's done. <laughs> <laughs> Only she said the words, actually. Like, got, the language got to you a little bit there, did it, honey? Oh, we got a, there's a bad influence on Catherine. <laughs> exactly. But uh, just hearing her say those two words, like, yeah. What? She doesn't say those a lot. That's put it that so way. funny. Just like, well, they're desensitized, so here we go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, according to a Deadline report, the 57-year-old actor is set to make a return to television on Laurie's first comedy series for Max called How to Be a Bookie. The outlet reported that Sheen will have a recurring role on the series, which stars comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Is he, I've seen him on some stuff before. He hadn't done a lot of acting, though, has he? Uh, Sebastian? Yeah. He was, let's see, he was in uh, Green Book. You guys remember oh, yeah, Green Book? Oh, yep, yeah. yep. He, he, was, he was good at that. Great. He was so good in that. But yep. yeah, for the most part, uh, just mostly sticks to stand-up and a few smaller yep. movie roles here and there. I tell you, he did something one time. I went in to have, I don't remember what the hell the surgery was for. I think it was a, a minor thing. It was not a big deal. I was over at North Memorial. And I looked down, and the woman, the, you know, the... What, the greeter? I don't know if it's a greeter. Receptionist, yeah. Receptionist kind of. It's where you sign in to check into the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked down and her name is Mrs. Maniscalco. And I thought, God, that's really cool. That the, you're not, do you know Sebastian? Do you follow? She goes, who's that? So he's a comedian. With, he's got your exact same last name, spelled the same way and everything yeah. else. Right? So I texted Sebastian Maniscalco and just pointed out, hey, uh, this, there's a woman at the hospital, North Memorial in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, and her last name is Maniscalco, and she's uh, she, you know, a very, very, very nice person. She called me like a week later and said, I just got a signed copy of Sebastian Maniscalco's new book. Thank you. Whoa. How nice was that? Nice. Whoa. I mean, that's very damn cool that he did that. There's that's, no question. That's going out of your way, man. Uh, isn't that nice to hear, though? I love that. But she loved the fact that she was a Maniscalco now, I'll tell you. Right? She was very fond of that idea. I love I love being around him because he does he gets into like he kinda holds court and when he does he'll be like, Dumb. Oh yeah. I gotta take care of my people. 
Well, that's how he talks on stage. Uh, exactly anyway. how he talks. It's, it doesn't change stage to just hanging out with him. It's the same person. I was talking to this guy. Yeah, he does do that. You're absolutely right. It looks like, like he's always squinting with yes. that, like. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. So, yeah, Sebastian Maniscalco is going to be in this new series called uh, How to Be a Bookie. As a veteran bookie whose life is turned upside down after sports gambling becomes legalized, the series co-written by Laurie and Nick Bacay. Is it Bacay or Bacay? Uh. I think it's Bacay. Also stars with uh, stars Omar J. Dorsey, Jorge Garcia, Andrea uh, Anders, Vanessa Frolito, and Maxim Swinton. WBTV and Max declined people's request for comment. People has also reached out to reps for Sheen. Yeah, they're not commenting on it right now, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know why they wouldn't comment on it. You want to promote the show, don't you? Right? That would be the number one thing. Like, kind of jump on the hype here. But I think I'm, you do, I think you brought this up to me. Uh, I, did you ever see them getting along again? No. No, not at all. And I don't know that uh, the two current kids... Taylor Sheridan and, and Kevin Costner are ever going to get on. And what's so weird about that is I've never talked to Taylor Sheridan, but we've had uh, your boy on several times, and he's always very nice, very pleasant. Could Kevin not, Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't find a nicer guy. So that's, this is kind of weird behavior. What's really going on here? So, yeah, I don't know. I The only, and this is only like my point of view, is Kevin Costner just reminds me of somebody who doesn't want to do the same thing day in, day out. Yeah. He looks like somebody who takes on new adventures and gets bored of stuff. So it's like long-term stuff, like being a part of Yellowstone for 10 years would not be something I would ever see Kevin Costner doing. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, we talked about it. They said that, um, what's the showrunner's name again? What's his, I always get it. Oh, Taylor Sheridan. Ta- Taylor Sheridan. They yeah. talked about it's his show and he's the star. Right. And so that's hard. I mean, that's those are some big egos bumping up yeah. against each other. There's no getting around it. But I, I just, like I said, I've never talked to Taylor Sheridan, so I don't know what that that's all about. But Kevin Costner is always very, very pleasant. Did you hear the request he made? What started this whole thing? Is it the one week? What's yes, exactly. Yeah, tell, tell, yeah. What is it? Third season? Fourth season? Um, I think they're starting. This is season five. Oh, is it season five already? Yeah. My God. But he said, yes, I'll be on season five, but I have to shoot every one of my scenes in one week. <laughs> I love that. That's how I am actually on this show. I said, yeah, I'll week, be on this it. show, but I will do my whole part in one week. Well, yes. I mean, you know, when we, of course, bowed begged, down. Begged, begged me you. to come on. That's, I, I can't deny it, ladies and gentlemen. We had to beg, get around the show. But yeah, I hate to see that because I really like Kevin Costner. I think Tyler Sheridan, or Taylor Sheridan, excuse me is brilliant. I mean, the guy's producing every big show on TV right now. Yeah, and you don't... I haven't heard too many other people. What, were there any other, like... Because there's other big names on it that the, the female in that show is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't hear often too many other things. So maybe... Yeah, maybe he's just done. He just... Kevin just, just doesn't want to do Yellowstone anymore, period. Well, four seasons might be enough. Yeah. That is true. I have I, I watched the first season. I didn't like the way the first season ended, so I haven't watched it anymore. Have you guys watched that? I watched a couple episodes. I just wasn't. I think I wasn't into it. I don't know why. Yeah. And I I I've heard people say over and over it's amazing, and I should probably give it another go. But yeah, I, I knew I was going to not like it because my mom loves it. Oh, there oh, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. 
That's nice. That happened with This Is Us. Mm -hmm. Somebody, there was too many people that were just like corny that were like, you have to watch it. And I was like, no. And then I just couldn't get, like, I couldn't get myself to watch it. And I've heard so many people, it's amazing. (laughs) And I just, I've told myself I'm not, never going to do it. Not happening. Not happening. All right. Earth Day is coming up, so Google Trend posted the top questions people have been asking about it. We did the legwork so you didn't have to. Here are the top five questions with an answer for each one. Perfect. When is Earth Day? It is this Saturday. It's always April 22nd. Oh, today is Geef Day, isn't it? April 22nd. I thought it was the 20th. 420. Yeah. So I'm just saying that. Why are they saying... No, this is Earth Day. Or, oh, my God. Geef I day. thought it was Wednesday today, and I was going to say, that puts us at a Friday. I got so con- – <laughs> that, that was a me thing. I was literally going, it's the 20th like, what are you talking today. About? Um, okay, yep, yep. 22nd puts us on Saturday. Correct. Okay, so the 20th – today, though, is – Yeah, happy 420. National, National Pot Day, right? Yeah, let's get high. There you go. You got anything in the car? I mean, I might. <laughs> Let me check. I got to see which car I'm driving. So yeah, Earth Day is this Saturday, April 22nd. When was the first Earth Day? It was 53 years ago on April 22nd, 1970. So this will be the 54th time it's been celebrated. Why is Earth Day important? It helps raise awareness for environmental causes. According to EarthDay.org, the first Earth Day helped pass the Clean Water Act. Also got Nixon to create the Environmental Protection Agency. But again, we until we acknowledge the fact that 99% of the pollution is coming from the Eastern Hemisphere, we're never going to solve this problem. Yeah, I think it's so funny, too, because they're, like, really put the uh, onus on, like, us. They'll go, yeah, they'll yeah. go. hey, make sure you recycle, and then you'll, like, see big companies, and you're like, uh, are they going to do anything? <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll take my plastic spoon and put it in the recycling, and you yeah. want to do all the right things. There you have it. Uh, why was Earth Day created? Before 1970, there were basically no laws protecting the environment. Factories could put pump out as much. Oh, I do remember that. The smoke coming out of those stacks. That's wild. Holy Christ. They could dump toxic waste into rivers, which they still do in the Eastern Hemisphere, by the way, right in the ocean. It was perfectly legal. And finally, who started Earth Day? A senator from Wisconsin named Gaylord Nelson, but a college kid named Dennis Hayes uh, gets credit for coordinating it. Students at 2,000 colleges and 10,000 other schools took part. So happy Earth Day, ladies and gentlemen. Look, we'd all love to live. That's one of the reasons that Kath and I had two children. We replaced ourselves and no more. And again, I'm not telling you what to do, but we did. That's like, okay, if we just replace ourselves, that's enough, and we can move forward and be a healthier, happier planet, right? Yeah. Did you? Okay, this is like a really, well, do you ever wish you had had more kids? No. No, no, we planned on was, having two. Two was what you wanted, and two was done. Yeah. So. And we got lucky because we had one boy and one girl, which is nice. I love that balance. You know, if you yeah. have just two girls, two boys, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, God, no. I'm just saying we just, I kind of adore my kids. You ever notice that? You know what's funny, though? Of course, you, yes, you absolutely do. It always feels like, especially when it comes to kids and, and like gender and whatever, mm-hmm. it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Like if you have two seems girls, like it. it seems like everyone always says, I was meant to have two girls or I was meant to have two boys. I was meant to have a boy and a girl. So it's like so annoying how right. like it's always like, no, it's exactly like if me and Justin can have another kid, I feel like we're going to go, we were just meant to have just one kid and it was perfect. Yeah. Well, if that's what happens at once, it yeah, is. Yeah. I got no problem. I just feel lucky to have any kids at all. Right? You know? Oh, God. Yeah, so do we. I mean, we. it took us a long time and a lot of science to uh, have go-go. So I always am like, how lucky. Do you ever wish you would have had another kid, oh, Rudy? Mm, no. Ugh, I, I know. It, we go back and forth on it. But the thing about it was, like, when my daughter got sick at nine months, 
Yeah. All that time in children's hospital, I just, oh, I couldn't, God. I did not want to roll those dice again. So the second we got the green light from one of the doctors at Children's Hospital, uh, I paid a, a very nice Jewish man in St. Louis Park by the name of Dr. Pleasant to make sure that I never have another child for the rest of my life. And it has been the best decision I ever made. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel well, good, good about it. Yeah, that's good. Indeed, it's true. We do have to take a break. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Chris Eggert will join us right after this. Right now, my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use promo code, my promo code Tom T O M, you'll get the all-season slippers for twenty-five bucks. They're regularly priced at one forty-nine ninety-eight. That's over hundred and twenty bucks in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out, trust me. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable, extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes, small new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25 because they're regularly priced at $149.98. You save $120, over $120. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM for this incredible offer. These will not last long, so please do order now. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bialke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 330 1991. That's 1 800 330 1991. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1 800 330 1991. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen Hanna, mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Why is she in a good mood? She's never in a good mood. It's a good question. I'm it's scared. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is terrifying, isn't it? She'll be here today. No, yeah, that's right. She's coming in today. I forgot yeah. about that. Ladies and gentlemen, as we introduce uh, Chris, I got to point something out. A listener just sent me a picture. Do you know uh, some people's houses where they have the, the, the shrubbery that goes all the way around their, their lot? Like it's in the front of the house, both sides of the house, and the back of the house. That beautiful, it's usually about six feet tall, the hedge kind of deal. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A hedge. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. The reason I bring that up is we were sent this. There is a picture of that hedge being held up by a man, and it says, Happy 420, y'all. <laughs> I, can, can, you, can you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. It's yeah. quite yeah. large. Look at all that pot. It's a that's huge a, hedge. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> it is about the size of three cabbages. Yeah. That's how big it is. In any case, so what time are you getting high today, Chris? <laughs> you know what? Just being here and on the air with you is the only high I need. That's exactly what I was going to say. Absolutely. Chris Eggert, Channel 5's Eyewitness News. What's any, any big news this morning we should know about first? Well, there's always uh, huge news. Uh, yeah. So Duluth broke the snowfall record. Did they that's, really? Uh, that's officially official. So they've got their all-time high uh, as le- at least as long as record-keeping has been going on. Um, snowfall in Duluth. So that happened this morning. So that's very exciting for Duluth. Probably not all that great uh, for all this flooding stuff that's been going on, though, because the river's up there and everything's already flowing off the banks. So um, I'm guessing things are going to get a lot worse up there. We had some video from Jay Cook State Park, which always, you know, whenever there's a bad flooding year, Jay Cook State Park takes a brunt of it. Um, Yeah, so that happened in Duluth. that, that, That is the... That's the most pleasant of the headlines that I have today. Really? Most pleasant. Oh, well, this ought to be good. <laughs> I mean, the wild laws, the wolves laws. Oh, my God. Both of them just yeah. caved in. Uh, uh, we're also getting a new area code. That's exciting. What? Yeah. Where? Another new area code. Uh, Southern Minnesota. Isn't that, what is that now? 507 or something like that? It's 507, but yeah. uh, they're going to be adding 924. Why? Because they run out of phone numbers, yeah, but running out of phone, running out of phone numbers. Isn't, isn't that crazy? Isn't that like the smallest part of the population of Minnesota is in southern Minnesota? Still, though, um, it, back in the day, it was just two. You were a two one eight, or you were a six one two. Oh yeah, and uh, yep. you didn't cross paths either. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you were a two one eight growing up, right? You know, like if anybody was a six two six one two, you were talking crap about them. Oh yeah, no, uh, it was six one tours and cityots is what we called them from oh, Northern yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It all works out in the end. So yeah, we've uh, as a matter of fact. I was a 612er the whole time growing up because North Minneapolis, it's 612, baby. Absolutely. Uh, so I still don't understand. What is the population south of the Twin Cities of the state of Minnesota? Does anybody know? I could tell you if I were able to pull up congressional district maps, which are based yeah, on population, and yeah. maybe get you a little bit better idea. Um, but there's a lot of big, you know, don't, you know, you got Rochester, you got Winona, you got Owatonna, you got. Albert Lee, you know, I mean, there's some cities. Yeah. Uh, Worthington's seen some pretty good growth over the last several years due to its, um, you know, the packing industry there. So, I mean, you know, it's not like 
I think Mankato falls into that too. So yeah, that's true. I mean, yep. So to my knowledge, all those cities, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're growing just like everywhere else. So I guess it, it, it makes sense. You know, one of my favorite, because we're going to, we're, we're talking right now because uh, Alex can't go anywhere for the 4th of July. We always take that week off and she can't go anywhere because she has a bunch of school things with the kids, like dance uh, class and all that stuff. So she can't go at all. So, and Andy's son is only a year and a half old. We think, where should we go for a little family vacation? And of course, Red Wing comes up to St. James Hotel. And, you know, I just love that whole area down there. Yeah. Worthington, Lanesboro. You ever spent any time in Lanesboro? We've had them on Minnesota Live a ton of times. Love though. it. It looks so pretty. Oh, it's just wonderful, but you don't want to piss anybody off there because you can run into a biker in Lanesboro. Oh, really? I suppose oh, that's yeah. probably a nice right, uh, nice route for riding a bike. Oh, God, yes. But, uh, yeah, you got motorcycles everywhere. I, I just loved it. Thought the food was great. The people were wonderful. A lot of great places down in southern Minnesota. You're right. So did you guys land on one? Not yet. We're leaning toward either, you know, maybe going to Lanesboro, although a year and a half, I don't know. Uh, Red Wing, we just love because there's Kyle's Smoke and Oak. You ever eaten that barbecue? I've heard of it. Kyle's Smoke and Oak, baby. It's about as good. And he's a huge listener to this show. Oh, nice. So, so that's cool, too. We're getting a lot of that, by the way, Chris. A lot of people uh, texting about listening to the show and just having a, they're just loving it. So tip of the cap. I, I had just been receiving a little uh, more social media um, people reaching out and I've been encountering people in regular life, not just like, you know, at yeah. the station here who are listening to it. So yeah, that's, that's great. I'm glad to hear it. It's really doing, should I, should I read this thing you sent me? I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Yeah. She sent me a, uh, uh, she sent me a, an email. This it was an email, wasn't it? Uh, it was one, yep, email, they emailed me, no, they emailed the show from the app, the Tom Bernard Show app on the top left corner, you have a little talk bubble, you can do email the show. Oh, this is really, and, uh, I haven't read this yet. Yeah, and somebody sent a message to send to Tom, so I shot it over to you. So this is what we're talking about here. Tom, agreed, uh, great meeting you on our flight. Oh, it's the people from the flight. Yeah, that's right. Pat and Amy from the flight, uh, flying back from Florida on the plane for seven hours together. His wife sitting right next to me. He's sitting right in front of his wife. Uh, great meeting you on our flight uh, home on Sunday. Thanks for the nice shout-out to Amy and me. We're enjoying Yeah, that's right. I brought their name up on Monday, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, I hope yep. to see you in the neighborhood this summer. Uh, good luck on the new show. Pat and Amy, just very, very nice people. They're, you just can't even get around how nice the people are. Yeah, they listen. They're telling everybody else to listen to this show and... Thank you very much. Very, very nice. Well, they're friends with Louie Nanny, though. That's the only downside. Oh. Yeah, no. yeah, that Louie. He's a real... Nothing but trouble. Yeah, right. No question about it. But yeah, thank you very much, Pat, and, and uh, your lovely wife, your friends, everybody. There were four of them together, and they could not have been nicer people. It was wonderful. They loved you, nice. So what else has happened? You said nothing but bad news? No, I, I, I was I was just kind of being a smart, uh, a wiseacre. Um, ice out on Lake <laughs> okay. Minnetonka has been officially declared. That's big, exciting news for people. Um, Wait a what's, been, what's been declared? Ice out on oh, Lake Minnetonka. I, oh, yes, exactly. And uh, White Bear, I think, went earlier in the week. So I did just have a, a friend send me a video um, from Gull Lake. They did a... Um, he runs a, a boat dealership and they did a funny video on their Instagram page and they had a guy scuba diving in Gull Lake and he came up from underneath the, the, the water and um, 
they still have like 18 inches of ice on Gull Lake. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's but, still a long ways to go once you get outside of the metro area, that's for sure. Yeah, up on uh, Lake Winnebagosh, where our cabin's at, my uncle was up there the other day turning the water on, and I said, so, are we going to get that dock in before uh, opening fishing? And he goes, there's still three feet of ice on the lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be Man. there for a while. Well, I, the northern half of the state, I, it's going to be hard for anybody to fish, I think, the way things are looking right now. Yeah. Um, southern half, I think, will be fine. And and the opener is on Madison Lake, which is in the Mankato area, I believe. This oh, year. okay. The governor's opener. I mean, that doesn't mean anything for people mm -hmm. who just want to go out fishing. But um, yeah, it's going to be a doozy for people trying to get up north and fish. That's for sure. And we also had something in the news the other day that uh, the catch limit on Red Lake is going to increase. So people are pretty happy about mm. that. For for people who go up to Red Lake, I've never I've never made the trek, but I have fishermen friends and like that's their go-to like they go up there several times a year and i think they go up there and camp and hell i don't even know if he works pretty much most of the fishing season he's at red lake all the time how great is that though i know it's really great i need to i need to get me some of that is that walker minnesota that's on red lake isn't it no that's leech oh that's leech lake okay mm -hmm. okay yeah red lake's further north mm -hmm. and west oh that's right okay but, yeah, I love that whole area. Matter of fact, I will never forget as a little boy because, you know, I was born in Long Prairie, Minnesota, so we'd go visit my grandparents up there. And it's not really close to that, but at least an hour and a half of it's been cut off and you're already there. So we went to the uh, – I can't remember the celebration up there. There's a name for the celebration. But I, I was four years old, remember that, and I'm standing at the urinal up there, and this guy comes and stands next to me, and he is in full Native American gear, the gigantic, you know, the gigantic like feathered headdress. Head yeah. I'm yeah. looking at him like, son of a <laughs> like, whoa. I had never seen anything like that up close. I was very, very impressed, man. It's a hell of an outfit. And the guy looks down at me like, how you doing, kid? I'm like, okay. I didn't really expect you to say, how you doing, kid? But right. it was just a hell of a, I, I love that area. I, you know, I got to be honest with you. You take Western Wisconsin. Well, you take the five-state area. I love the whole damn thing. I really do. I love their, you know, you get out there to South Dakota. You're from Huron, right? I uh, went to school in Huron. Went to school in Huron. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But love that whole area. What's the name of the river that goes right through the middle of the state? That is the Missouri River. No, there's another one that starts with a C. Champagne or Champlain. What the hell? Cheyenne River is out west. No, there's another one. I can't remember what the hell it is. Charlemagne, I don't know. Uh, there's the Corn Palace. Mm. Well, there, I, I, I lost many a region championship basketball games in the Corn Palace. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <really>? So sorry. <laughs> I can't even go and look at that goddamn place. It brings back such bad memories. I but, understand. Yeah, yeah. No South question. Dakota's great, man. Black Love Hills it. are awesome. Oh. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, they forget about it everything that's in between the Twin Cities and the Black Hills because it's a little harder to find. There are lots of cool places, too. But, I mean, the Black Hills are awesome. You know, Catherine told me, she's always told me, and I suppose someday it'll come to fruition, but she said, if we ever do, because we've never owned a cabin. I've never owned one. And I always think, ah, it would be nice to get away on the weekend, like after the show tomorrow, go up. No, I mean, not this weekend because the weather sucks. But um, she said, if we ever get a cabin, it's going to be near Rapid City. And I thought, that's such a Catherine thing to say. I'm going to go exactly the opposite direction of everyone else. Right. Well, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a beautiful spot. Oh, like, it's gorgeous. I have, 
I'll dream about having a cabin there someday too. But from here, it's so impractical. It's yeah, it's a good ten hour. Mm, depends how fast how fast does she drive? Uh, she's okay with it. Ten hours at least, right? Yeah, it, I mean it's four four and a half to Sioux Falls. If you're really booking, I mean, you got to also Ooh. keep in mind the speed limit's like 80 on I-90. So, yeah. yep. um, I mean, you can make pretty good time from Sioux Falls to Rapid City. It used to be you could do it in six hours. I think you can do it in less. So you might be able to get out there in nine hours you if you're so? like nine or ten. You're maybe. really boogieing. I tell you what, one of my the most amazing things ever happened to me. I was out there at the Alexander Hotel out there in Rapid City. I went out to the Badlands just kind of looking around. It was absolutely stunningly beautiful, and it started snowing. I thought I was in heaven, for Christ's sake. It was this magnificently beautiful scene. That thing is gorgeous, man. It's pretty. Uh, Badlands are awesome. You ever, uh, what was that? Gosh, there was a, a movie that was set in the Badlands with Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah. And, um, was it Lou Diamond Phillips? I think you're right. Oh, super good. I can't remember what it is right now. Uh, super good movie, though. And, um, yeah, it's a pretty area. There's nothing around it. Is it. Yeah, Thunderheart. 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 Oh, very good. Good job, You got Brittany. lucky. I looked it up, you guys. Oh. <laughs> Come on. This movie was made in, like... Four years before, or like, oh no, no, it was ninety nine. Okay. It was yeah, ninety two. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead, get that in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There, I just, yeah. You were six. I was old six. enough. I was old enough for Thunderheart. Thunderheart was a good movie. You know, I really do miss Val Kilmer. Is he? He is still alive, isn't he? Because they were, weren't expecting it. Yeah, he actually has a quick cameo in the new Top Gun movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's in it for one scene. They just kind of oh. make reference to him. They have a really nice moment between him and Tom Cruise, and oh. it's kind of like because I believe in it. Not to spoil it or anything, but I believe in it. They end up at the funeral of uh, Val Kilmer's character. Really? And yeah, because they had to do something with because he was such a big part of oh, the yeah. original that they had to do something with it. So they had this really nice moment where him and Tom, it's just them two in a, in a office. And then at the end of it, they pay his, they pay respects to it. It's a really sweet scene. Well, I always thought he was a terrific actor. Just really loved his acting. He, he could play his very sensitive parts, tough guy parts. He could play them all. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, my favorite role is Val Kilmer in um, Tombstone. God, that, what a great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a great doc, 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 uh, doc, doc Hollywood. Hollywood. Doc Holiday, Holiday, Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood. <laughs> I used to have him on yeah. the old cube. Uh, yeah, Michael J. Fox. I remember that movie. <laughs> I loved him in Back to the Future. He was so yeah, he was unbelievable. Uh. No, he was he was magnificent. He. I was trying to think of the. Uh, I will never think of the name. There's a there's a movie that that I love that nobody's ever even heard of. It did fifty four thousand people at the box office before they yanked it. What the hell is in it? I'll, I'll have to figure out the name of the movie because he's in it too, and he is spectacular in this movie because he's talking to a bartender, uh, and he's kind of drunk, and the guy says, you think you, you've had enough? And he starts talking about, I could never have enough because, and he starts talking about being in Vietnam. Oh, my, he starts oh. crying. It's like, oh, my God, I can't watch Damn. this. Give he him was, more alcohol. He was phenomenal in that role. It was unbelievable how good he was. It's true. Mm-hmm. Chris we'll is figure still. out what, if you figure out what it is. Let us know. I'll put it in my. I will come my up with it. Movies that I'll try to get to, and then we'll undoubtedly not get to them. 
<laughs> well, you can just come over to the house. You watch it at my house. I got all these DVDs now. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with them. I literally have hundreds of DVDs at my house. What am I going to do with them? Um, if you have any kid ones, I'll take them because oh, the our ones? car play. Well, we in our oh, car we yeah, have a DVD that, player. Oh, that's yeah. True. Well, let me let me track that down for you because I'm sure we must. Yeah, I, I'll even rent them. I'll uh, you can charge me and I'll give them back to you when you're done. I'm done. You can play Bluey. That perfect. It must be a Bluey because I know little kids love Bluey. Oh baby. yeah. All right. So Chris, what else is happening in the news? Anything good? Uh, let me see. Here. <laughs> let me tell you something. Oh yeah, I should I should let people know this. They're going to be testing the outdoor sirens today. Oh yeah, Hennepin um, okay. yep. County's at one forty five and six forty five. Uh, so don't if you hear it because it, it's weird when it's stormy and rainy outside and you hear the sirens oh, and people sure. are like, um, that could be kind of the case today. Um, but no, it's it's just a test, and, and uh, Kenny has no severe weather in the forecast for today. So um, just a little bit of thunder and lightning, but not not actual tornadoes. Although down south, on the south end of this same system, it has been producing tornadoes. And I think um, Oklahoma overnight. Oh, God, in the yeah, Oklahoma huge. Oklahoma City area. Um, uh, two people killed, I think, at last check. Yeah. I think the name of the t- city was Cole, Oklahoma. So uh, I guess we're on the good side of it. It doesn't feel like it, but we're on the good side of the storm. You know, Gelfand still holds a title for, for that whole area. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Mike Gelfand, the only Jew I've ever known from Oklahoma. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Oklahoma? Oh, Oklahoma. I, I, now I know a Jew from Oklahoma. Yeah, now nice. you do. It's Gelfand, nice. absolutely. He'll be in in about 20 minutes. So we can I ask him no all idea. about it. Uh, it's like man. his name on the, on the sign when you pull into Oklahoma, and it's... Should be. Like, we'll ask him. Like I said, he'll be here in about 20 minutes. We'll ask him if his name's on a sign in Oklahoma. <laughs> well, huh. well, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Actually. It's a very good point. I don't know. We just uh, slogging through life. That's what we're doing. You know, it's kind of weird um, spend, you, when you spend time you know, on the road doing this and that and the other thing and you're blah, blah, blah. But, but you leave one place, for me it was Florida this time, and you get back here, they are two different worlds. Uh-huh. I, I think people understand they're completely different in the United States. That's kind of odd in a way. One's north and one's south, of course, but uh, Florida's never been a big southern state to me anyway. Uh, it's it's kind of depends where you're at in oh, Florida. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. If you're north, basically north of Orlando, it's Georgia. That's true. Yes, um, right. But yeah, Florida is a it, it's a it's its own special place. That's for sure. I uh, literally when I was working at WAPE in Jacksonville, Florida, I wanted to drive up into the Okefenokee up there, and is that what it's called in Southern Georgia? Yeah, the big Okefenokee swamp. swamp. It's the Okefenokee, yeah. and I do remember the second I crossed from Florida into Georgia, there was about a five hundred foot long billboard with a state trooper. He's got the hat tipped down over his eyes so you can't see his eyes. He has his arms crossed, and he is magnificently muscular. And on the billboard, there's just a picture of this huge state trooper and the slogan, 55 means 55. Oh, like, got it. <laughs> I Message received. Be, I better behave, man. You're not in Florida anymore, <laughs> <Yeah>. son. <laughs> That's exactly it. But again, I got to be honest with you. I love Georgia. Atlanta, I think, is a magnificent town. 
I, do I like everywhere? Am I boring because I like everywhere? No, I mean, that, that's, it's good. You're just uh, uh, an amiable man. The only two places, or there, I think there are a total of four places I've never been in the United States. It was, uh, it's uh, Alaska. I've never been to Alaska. You guys ever been to Alaska? Mm-mm. Nope. No, none of you three of you? Nope. Uh, Washington and Oregon. I've never been to either one of those states. Portland's fun. We could fun. do a whole seminar about yeah. those places if you'd like. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty interesting place. Is that what you're saying? Well, I lived in Seattle for five years. Oh, that's and- right. Seattle's referred to as the most un-American city in America. Mm. In a good way or a bad way? In a way. <laughs> <laughs> you dodged that beautifully. Uh. <laughs> that was a beautiful dodge right there. Yeah, I'd love to go someday. Cause it, but I've heard in Oregon that you're either in the western part of the United States on the, on the ocean or you're in the deep south on the eastern side of Oregon. Is that true? I mean, it's definitely lined up like that. Washington's yeah. the same way. When you get on the other side of the Cascades, oh. it's, uh, you know, it, it's a different, people are different. And it's not, you know, Seattle is Seattle and it's everything you'd think it would be. Um, and then when you get on the other side of the mountains, um, Pullman, uh, that's where Washington State, Washington, or, uh, Spokane, um, it, like people in Seattle refer to Spokane as Spokompton. Which is oh, so dumb, yeah. but that, that just you know they're tr- trying to be mean spirited about it. it. It's stupid. I think Spokane's a lovely place, but you know there's it, there's a big cultural difference, and I think it's the same thing in Oregon too. That's what I hear. That's because I got to get there someday. I've never been there. I think I've been in every other state but those three. But no, that's not true because I've never been in Maine either. Hmm. And I got to get up to Maine. I have heard. Well, Dougie Sprinthal uh, lived part of his life in Maine. <clears throat> just loves it up there. Oh, he does. You guys ever been there? Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, you had uh, and I, li- I lived in New Hampshire. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. you used to go up to Man. I lived in Manchester, and we used to go up to like Hampton Beach, and then we'd pop over to Maine for a while. We'd go whale watching. Beautiful place. That's really? Right. Oh, Did you love yeah. living there? Yeah. Uh, I liked the area. I didn't like the people. And really, I had a re- I had a terrible job. I, I took a radio job there, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So, uh, I don't know if you know this, Easterners not really welcoming. Well, it depends yeah, who you confirm. are. <laughs> I can confirm that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to be nice to you. I got to be honest with you. The people in New York were so nice to me; it was unbelievable. Yeah, but you were a. They were schmoozing you. Well, that's probably. Yeah, I was in voiceover, so you you might right. be right about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I Rudy was. I, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, this is like back. You know, it's Manchester, New Hampshire. You're not moving yeah. to New York. You're not moving yeah. to Boston. These people right. are very much so. It's hey, man. It's donkeys, and it's the Patriots, and it's the Red Sox, <laughs> and if you like anything else, they're gonna kick your ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love. Boston, though, too. I just love that city. I think it's, well, Boston's pretty much, and again, I didn't grow up really religious. I'm not a very religious guy. You believe what you want to believe, and I'll support you, and that's great. And I I hope there is a God. That would be nice if there is, but I don't know. But uh, one thing I love about Boston, everybody in that city is Catholic. It's just, it's like growing up in North Minneapolis again. (laughs) Don't come around here causing Mm -hmm. trouble, because it ain't going to be good for you. I love that about Boston. Yeah, it's definitely a Catholic town. There's no doubt about that. No doubt. So what do you got going on the rest of the day, Pally? Uh, I'm going to go to a doctor's appointment, which will be very exciting. The mental deal? I'm getting some... (laughs) I'm finally going to get my... My brain fit. I'm going to go get that (laughs) frontal lobotomy that you've been suggesting. Uh, Oh, yes. You and Rosemary Kennedy. 
Yeah, once that's taken care of, I think tomorrow is going to be a great performance on my part. Tomorrow will be a great performance? Oh, I can't yeah, wait. Once, once I get the, the everything taken care of up there, I mean, just be be prepared for an awesome show. Yes. What if you sound like Frankenstein's monster instead? <laughs> be wonderful <laughs> some would say that's an improvement <laughs> you're the best pally that's all i know all right you guys have a good rest of your day thanks a lot chris great talking to you. As, as always of course chris Eggert, channel five eyewitness news and i know i say it every day but it's true love working with that guy he's yeah. a great guy he's so fun don't you think yeah he doesn't take himself that seriously and it's fun it's working with people in tv you never know if they're going to be great because a lot of – sometimes they have this idea that they can't really, like, say right. their opinion. They feel very guarded. They have to be, like uh, – he is so – doesn't take himself seriously. No. Uh, he's so fun. I agree. I think it's just magnificent working with that. We're very lucky, man. we got a lot of great people on this show. And then there's us. And then there's us ruining it all. Now, you got a bunch of stuff that you wanted to pass on, which yes. is great. By the way, how do people – okay, I know that you can call the studio line at 952-600-2575. We have a listener, uh, Carl, <laughs> that I got to get a hold of because he left me a message. Carl is uh, – I think he's like 90 years old. Yeah. And he has a story he wants to tell us. Oh, God. So maybe I'll, I'll see if I can track him down. That'd be uh, fun. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, okay, if you do want to, if you don't want to call in and you want to message the show, you just pull up the app and it's in the top left corner. There's a little talk bubble and it says feedback and you can just send a quick message and it just shoots me and Rudy an email and um, I will most likely write you back, uh, which I'm sure is very exciting for oh, everybody. Oh, well, just a given. You know, <laughs> I like if it's, it's such you. A, yeah, and I'll write you back. Let's be honest. I need this more than you do, so write me. Um, <laughs> there you go. Somebody wrote in and asked, Rudy, um, about what the name of the documentary that you're watching about Cedar River Plaza. Mm. Um, so oh, yeah. So look into that. Eventually, we'll get back to Brian. Yeah, I, I can give it to you right now oh, real perfect. quick. So I actually chatted with the uh, producer and director of it last night because I want to bring her on because I think you guys would find this documentary to be very oh, fascinating. Yeah. And it's, it's a short. I think it's only like 27 minutes long, but it really gets into the details of of that Riverside Plaza and why it came to be and why people were against it and what it is today. It's a, it really is fascinating. So uh, the gal's name is Morgan. She is a uh, professor at McAllister College here in uh, Minneapolis. And she said once it's available to be streamed and people yeah. can watch it like on Amazon or something, we'll have her on so that she can talk what, about what it. What was so the name it. of it? The name of it is called like, it's called Brutality something or another, but they use brutality as like the, the meaning is concrete. Okay. Because the entire building, the structure is made completely 100% out of concrete. Okay. So, yeah, it's but very fascinating stuff. But we'll definitely have her on here in the future. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Um, and do you want me to give you more of these after the break? Or do you yeah, want to why don't we do that? That mm-hmm. sounds, sounds good. And by the way, I have always loved that whole area over there. Yeah. Anyway, I loved going over there, too. We will be right back right after this. The lovely and talented Brittany will tell us what's going on. <laughs> There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. 
Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. The warmer weather is just around the corner, I promise. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes, so they get to know your lawn and will customize a fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate at ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can see how all of it will look in full color before the work begins. ProTurf specializes installation of trees, shrubs, perennials, mulch beds, rock and sod, plus installation of concrete pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, driveways, walkways, streams, and rock fountains and more. Check out their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And I'm Tom Bernard, and I (laughs) love this morning show I've created. Um, Tom is probably roving around the building yelling at people, so... Mm -hmm. He um, he did want me to drop this for you, though. Welcome to the Brittany Arneson Show. (laughs) Finally. Mm -hmm. Finally. Now that I have a platform, we got to talk about the things I really... Oh. Never mind, he's back. <laughs> Sorry, some of us have bills to pay, so we have to keep this show going. Well, why are we back on already? Do we have a very short break there? We did have a very short break. Uh, oh. By the way, uh, to add text, uh, somebody text in, uh, Brutal Utopias was the name of that that uh, that documentary I saw yesterday. We'll Perfect. Get, we'll have, we'll, hopefully we have her on soon, yeah. You're going to wear your hat backwards? I am, because I noticed that it was causing uh, a little bit of an echo. Was it real? Yeah, in the microphone, yeah. You look cool, though. Um, Oh, settle down. I will not. I'll settle down as if I'm, what, like trying to get on Rudy. Settle down, man. Nice glove, by the way. This isn't a glove. It's a shirt. I know. Nice glove. Yeah, you don't recognize it? It's from the Madonna Like a Virgin video. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. You guys, first off, I'm cool, okay? Oh, I'm cool. You just don't realize it. Um... All right, we got a lot of really good messages. Love it. Uh, Trevor, we were talking about grammar before, and he said that he thinks our grammar is changing for the worse. Like, what the hell does bussin' mean or on fleek? Um, what? He said he thinks it's the dumbest shit he's ever heard. What is what is bussin'? It's like awesome. That's bussin'. What is that based on? I don't know. I don't know bussin'. I know fleek was actually made up by, I believe it was 30 Rock, wasn't it? The show 30 Rock didn't? It's on fleek. Yeah, yeah, I think that might yeah. be. They were like trying to come up with a cool word, and they said, what about fleek? Yeah. And then that, they it tried it. It just didn't really take off, yeah. What they, is it? Like, fleek means good as well. Mm-hmm. So, oh, like, good. something's bussin'. Really yeah, you're on fleek. You have to be on fleek. Oh, um, it's on fleek. But here's the okay. thing, you guys. Uh, officially, if we've said it, that means they're not saying it anymore. So yeah. anything that we are doing, it's like we'd sound like an idiot if I walk up to a group of teenagers and I was like, hmm, this slushy I'm eating is bussin'. They'd say, ma'am, please. Yeah. Please go away. We'd say, get out of my face. <clears throat> um, Indeed. Let's see. Uh, where's my other one? Uh, J- Joe wrote in, happy 420. And Jim wrote in, in honor of 420, we should have a THC doctor discuss the current laws. And uh, do they do have a good article in the Star Tribune about that as well? 
And then some uh, Jeff was very excited about the YouTube uh, st- uh, starting soon. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. About another week on that. Is that about right? Yeah, I don't want to say. I, I'd much rather over under promise and over deliver. So uh, I'm not sure. They haven't told us yet, so but so hopefully soon. And Sometime then, by like February. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Of, of, of 2026. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, somebody was concerned about. Um, uh, I have to whisper her name. Alexa, her how to listen to the Tom Bernard show on oh, yeah. Alexa, and all you have to say is Alizea, but say her actual yes, name. Good. Play the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Jeremy wrote me back um, over from Hubbard, so that's how you do that. Excellent. And then uh, Doug says that if you're going to visit uh, Oregon, visit Bend. Oh yeah. Over Portland, saying that it's a great representation. Of I was in the Portland state. on fire. Uh, probably we're still working on. I'll tell you what. I loved Portland when I went. I went back in like 2018. The 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 transit there is amazing. You don't need to rent a car. Like they've put that in bef- mm-hmm. like before the city kind of blew up, so you can just jump on. I forget what it's called. There's a, a name for it. It's not the L, but it's something like yeah, that. They have yeah. a, a a train <clears throat> makes it so easy. So yeah, and then uh, Dale wrote. Uh, my wife and I went to Alaska last year, if you have a chance. Helicopter out of Palmer and dog Ooh. sled on the glacier. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dale. I'll do that if I have a <laughs> yeah. chance. Yeah. If that opportunity presents itself. Jeez, Magellan. Bring her down. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I like it. Oh, uh, so. Yeah, and then some Gary wrote in, when did Doug Sprinthal die? Um, he didn't. He's still alive. I don't know if we made a joke about that. He's... I'm, gonna, I'm trying to talk him into coming in a week from today to do the... Uh... To do the show, it used to be called Car Selling Secrets, yeah. but now they, they changed all that. Yeah, because uh, Doug uh, Doug doesn't work at Walzer anymore. Um, but he's I'm going to try to talk him into doing Car Selling Secrets a week from today. So we'll get him back on. That'll be wonderful. Yeah, awesome. That's oh, all of our. That's everything. That's everything for now. We've gotten a lot of. If you want a message, feel free. Uh, you can message me on the app me, on the Tom me now. on the <laughs> Tom Bernard <laughs> podcast app. That might be the Brittany Arneson app now. I think we're still working on that. Um, but, yeah, it's in the top left corner. There's a little talk bubble, and uh, we will get them, and we can respond to them. I like it. See, I, I love all these messages. People on the street are coming up to me saying hello. Like I said, I met Pat and Amy on an airplane. Uh, they, they're listeners. They're telling everybody else to listen to the show. I mean, that's we're getting a lot of support, man, and no doubt about it. I mean, it's awesome. I love our li- – we have got fun listeners, and they – Definitely are in on the jokes, and they lo- it's fun to hear them. Yeah, I, I said I had somebody at the um, about to get on a Sun Country flight tell me how much she liked the show, and that never happens to me. So yeah, it's pretty fun. Don't come sneaking in here, girlfriend. You pill. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a ninja. My goodness. Oh, well, look where he sits now. <laughs> Pardon me, big shot. Well, I've been sitting here all the while. Oh, have you really? Because you used to sit over here. I did well, yeah. When Doug was across from me, that's right. He's trying to be nice, but he's been avoiding me getting him all the diseases <laughs> since Gogo's been in daycare, and so now he, we've literally talked about it that well, he will sit as far away as possible. Well, I must admit, I so I I, I come into the room here, uh, into the into the big room, yeah, not into the studio, and the first thing I hear is, "Who's that? Who's that woman on the show?" It's like she, and then I think. 
No, that can't be Brit. <laughs> no. She sounds like a different person. That's what she sounds like. She's not infected. Yeah. I'm, he, he keeps calling me patient zero patient instead zero. of uh, Brittany anymore. We don't do hugs anymore. And I understand. Like, I get that. No, I think we're back to hugging. Now. Yeah. Go-Go is a liability, though. Let's just acknowledge. Though she is very cute. She has taken down both me and Rudy on this show and possibly infected Tom as well. So, uh, Not yet, but I'm sure it's coming it's in. It's coming minutes. its way, yeah. Um, Rudy, let me know when Michelle is ready to go, if you would. I absolutely will, yeah. Thank you very much. Mike Gelfand joining us now. We're just talking about uh, might be a little flooding coming to the area. Uh, how, how about that uh, thunderstorm last night, Mike? You like that one? You know, I, I liked it more than my cat did. Oh. She disappeared for about five hours. Yeah, cats don't like thunderstorms. That, no. That, and most puppies don't care for it either, do they? Yeah, a robot think. used to hate them, and she used to hide in the basement. I felt so bad, but now she's getting more used to them. Ah, uh, what are you gonna do? It all works out. So, Mike, what's the latest with you? Everything good? You know, I'm I'm counting down because uh, la- uh, over the weekend I uh, I was at this uh, celebration of life thing okay, for, for yep. my good friend Bobby Bargini. Bobby Bargini, great guy. And we were in the back room of Digidio's. You know, oh, yeah, I love Digidio's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that place. And and so the back room, I think I think comfortably you can get about 100 people in there. There yeah. were about 250. Oh, oh I yeah. bet you love that. Well, you know, all I could see, I looked in front of me and everywhere I just saw like in big lettering, COVID. And, <laughs> and then after that I thought, and then after that I thought, why am I worrying about COVID when I'll probably just get the get the flu and die from that? That'll yeah. be that. But it's been like five and a half days now. I think I'm in the clear. I'm glad to hear that. We, at some point uh, during this next I we should talk a bit about Bobby Bargini because most people probably don't recognize the name, obviously. He was a good friend of mine and Mike's. Mike and he got to be very, very good friends. One of the nicest men, particularly for an Italian. Well, as as I pointed out when I was uh, addressing the crowd, is uh, he's he's someone he's he's a rare species. He he's a Catholic Jew. <clears throat> yeah, he is yeah. exactly. That's, <laughs> That's very right. true. But you know, they really the, miss him. the two cultures. Pretty much, they're almost seamlessly welded. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was fabulous guy and. Uh, I still I haven't taken the dagger out of my heart quite yet. We'll talk about it in a bit. Michelle Oakley now joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Our current show, Nat Geo's Yukon Vet. I said Yukon Vet, Michelle. How you doing? Hey, great. And thanks for the round of applause. That's yeah, you nice. got a round of applause. What do you think of it? <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Oakley. Yay! <laughs> Works for me. Michelle is a vet to pretty much everything that moves in the Yukon, making house calls across. Now, wait a minute. I'm just going to stop at pretty much everything that moves in the Yukon. You have to take over from there, Michelle. That's a lot. I guess it, yeah, I usually say it's like all creatures wild and woolly, but I guess it's kind of most things that move. (laughs) No question. Oh, by the way, I should mention, watch all eight seasons of Dr. Oakley, Yukon Vet, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. So that's a good thing. Yes, Love's- 11 seasons. Actually, we're in 11. Se- season 11 is just releasing now. It goes fast. Because it says eight seasons on my, my docket. What? It says yeah, watch 11. all eight seasons. Yeah, you see that? It says yeah. eight. Plus or what the hell, Michelle? I got to <laughs> go after somebody. That's all I'm saying. We have to go after somebody. <laughs> no question about it. 
Uh, I love this. Accompanied by her teenage daughters and armed with humor as sharp as a scalpel. I said humor as sharp as a scalpel. Dr. Oakley definitely juggles being a full-time vet, wife, and mother. How do you do that? A full-time vet, wife, mother, the whole deal? How do you pull that off, Michelle? Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, it just, you sort of do what you need to do. And now my daughter, my three daughters have been working with me all these years and we've been on, you know, Nat Geo Wild for 10 years now and started out, they were seven, 13 and 14. And now they're like 20, 23, 24. So now they're great help. It's like, how did I ever do this without them? So, um, yeah, my oldest daughter just left to go to vet school. So hopefully she'll be back soon helping me out in the practice, but it's, it's a family business. It's a family show, and um, we all have this really intense love of animals. And you know, we love the adventure and traveling around Alaska and the Yukon. So it it gets us through a lot of long days. You know, working together and, and working for a good a good thing for the animals that need us. Well, Doctor Oakley, do you, um, are you from there originally? No, I'm from Indiana. I'm a Hoosier. Okay. Oh, you're so, a Hoosier. Again. Yeah, went to U of M and then um, ended up through U of M doing a wildlife study in, in the Yukon Territory, which is in Canada. Um, ended up staying on and mm-hmm. becoming a wildlife vet for for fish and wildlife there, and that kind of got me in the wildlife start. Um, and then I just missed, like, the regular practice, you know, like more of the James Harriet, yeah. going to people's houses, you know, going to farms. So I left government. I still do a lot of wildlife work, but I started going and doing these remote clinics. So we go... And on the, some of the seasons, you'll see we go by boat, like when we take a boat through the Gulf of Alaska to really remote communities that don't get vet care. Um, we work on some amazing farms like Kodiak Island. They have thousands of acres of free range that goes right up to the ocean and mountains. And we, we actually herd up a bunch of bison on horseback, and that's the Ooh. only way we can actually get to the animals. So it's, yeah, a lot of just what I do is, the adventure of getting there and getting to the animal before I ever get to do any vet work. So I think people love that. They love seeing all these different places in Alaska and the Yukon, but then they love seeing the adventure. You know, I rappel into an eagle nest this season to try and get some eagle picks. You know, we go by snow machine out to remote cabins to do a call. So people love to see, I think, the travel and how you get around in remote Alaska. And then we start the vet work. So it's kind of a fun thing for people to see. All right, you got to get back to uh, to your place of birth because snow machine, really, Michelle. I know. Some of you, right? <laughs> she goes, I know. <laughs> well, that's what I, I th- all of all of Canada and and the Yukon they call it a snow machine, do they not? Yeah, in Alaska, I live in Alaska now. Right? Yeah, just across the border from Canada, and they, they say snow machine here too. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It all works out in the end. By the way, uh, you're talking to the person who sucks the most at driving a snow machine. That would be me. Oh. I'm terrible at it. I don't know. I, it's, a too, it's too slippery or something. I don't know what the hell it is. It's hard. I mean, people think it's a, you know, like a thing you just go do. It is incredibly hard work, especially in deep snow and balancing. And, yeah, it's, it's a lot. How is it? Now, I, I'm assuming uh, growing up as a young girl, did you, have, did you have pets at the house and everything? Yeah, you know, growing up in a suburb in Indiana, you know, I had, you know, we definitely had like the usual, you know, dogs, cats, but then I also had like snakes and birds and, you know, any other thing I could take care of. You know, neighbors knew I loved animals. If there was an injured baby bunny, they brought over. I remember my mom has a story where I tried to like bait raccoons into the house so I could catch them when I was little, you know. (laughs) A little dangerous, but you know. Oh, but you just struggle snuggle. (laughs) 
Um, you know, my uncle had a dairy farm, so I spent a lot of time out there. So I think all that exposure growing up to, you know, animals, I just was so fascinated. And I watched a ton of Nat Geo, to be oh, honest. I sure. love watching Jane Goodall, right, and those shows that just inspired the adventure. So as soon as I could get out somewhere, you know, some crazy wilderness spot, I was I was there. So you said 11 seasons of Yukon yeah. Vet on, on Nat Geo. Mm-hmm. So what have you, you, you can you tell us what you're focusing on this year? Is there something in, uh, that you can directly focus on over all these seasons? Yeah, I mean, every season is, is different, right. um, but I'd say this season is a lot of um, showing that adventure that I talked about, you know, like traveling around for sure. But I, I feel like this season, Mother Nature is actually a character, which she is every season because that's how it is in Alaska when you're working in remote places. You've got to think about the weather. You've got to get through. You've got to, like, get through snowstorms. You know, we fly in seaplanes that have to turn back sometimes because of the crazy storms and, you know, how how we kind of – that adventure part of the show and how we get our hands on the animals is a, is a huge logistical every day for us. And, and this year, for the first time, I think, they really nailed it. Like, they showed that because it's always like, you know, this is – People don't understand how hard it is just to get where we're going to oh, do yeah. that work. And they, they really covered that this year, which I think people are going to love because they'll see the travel. You know, it's a travel show now. It's an adventure show. It's also a science show with all the, the vet work. And, and honestly, my favorite, which I think they also did great with this season, is it's a family show. Like, it's about my family, about myself and my three daughters working together to do this work. But it's also so many people write in and say, it's the only show they can watch together with their family. You know, it's the only thing they all agree on, or it's the only thing that, you know, their teenage daughter will do with them, or, you know, grandparents watching with grandkids. It's, I love to hear that because I remember those days with my daughters as teenagers, and it's fun to have something, you know, this show that you can binge together, you can sit down together and, and do. So that, that means a lot to me that that deal really covered that this, this year. I think it's wonderful. Eight minutes was not enough. Uh, Dr. Oakley, you got to uh-huh. come back and talk more about it, all right? <laughs> yeah, sure. And everybody watch the whole, all 11 seasons are on Disney Plus, too, so if they want to binge it, they can. We'll get that done. Dr. Michelle Oakley, Nat Geo's Yukon Vet. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Bye. Eight minutes is not long. We've got to do something about that eight-minute limit. That's not long enough, do you think? Or is it for most people, do you think? It is long enough. Well, it flies by. It does fly by. There's no doubt about that. You know, There's the no thing that, that occurred to me when she was talking was I could it would probably be easier to get a vet appointment for your animal in Yukon than it would be here. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Are you right? You no, I might mean, be I, right I, about I, that. I call, I call my vet. Have this vet, 25 years I've been going to this place. I call them up one day, and I say, my cat's dying. Aww. And they say, what do you mean? I said, well, the cat hasn't eaten uh, the cat, the cat ha- hasn't pooped. The cat hasn't urinated. Aww. The cat hasn't uh, drank water. Nothing in three days. So that's about when they die, right? So, uh, so she, you know, the receptionist put me on hold. She came back. This was like about uh, two months ago, and she said, "We can get you in in May." May. Yeah. I, yeah. Said, I said, "Well, can you resurrect a cat?" <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, and that's so the scary when they say that you're like. What? It's 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 everything's in sh- in shortage now, and it, yeah. it includes the vets. You know, they don't have enough people working there. Right. They don't want to see as many animals a day as they used to, just for the sake of health. And uh, so, you know, I wind up in the 
the, the dreaded emergency clinic for animals where, you know, it's like $2,000 just to walk in the door. Walk in the door, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And the first thing they do there, you know, they do a thorough analysis of your uh, bank account. And then they talk about the animal. So was it healthy? Uh, cat's fine now. No, no, I'm talking about your bank account. Oh, the bank oh, account. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the on life account. support. The bank account needs an appointment with the banker now. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.